0: Alright, well good afternoon. Well no, good morning. We're not we're not <laughs> noon yet. Uh this is another edition of Green and Gold Live. I'm Delaney Bride for TMJ4 Sports. I'm joined by Jay Sorge of WTMJ Radio. Um, and look. Disclaimer: If you guys follow me on Twitter, you already know I was at the Brewers game when this Packers game was going on. But I did do my research. I did go back in TiVo and fast forward and hit all the highlights. So, and and Jay watched the game. So we know what we're talking about. I just full disclaimer because I know there's probably some people that were like, she was at the Brewers game. Long time <laughs> yes, as, as best as I possibly could. So first things first. I mean, a tie. In the NFL. Yeah. A divisional record.
1: And we're seeing more of those these days, by mm-hmm. the way, Delaney, because of the fact that you have the shorter overtimes. Yep. So it's the second time in the last two weeks we've had ties, and we will see more as we go along during the National Football League season because there is only only a ten minute period for both teams to score. So mm-hmm. this is gonna happen more often. And this is one of the strangest games I can remember in so many different facets. And one of the games where you have both teams with incredible levels of regret, one mm-hmm. play from for each team at about ten different individual times during the game, mm-hmm. either one of those teams wins that game. Absolutely. It's one of the rare games where you'll see that level of regret for both teams afterward.
0: Now, before we really dive into this, can, can we just agree that it's just very odd for the tie to almost be allowed in the NFL? When you look at the NFL compared to the MLB, the NBA, the NHL, they don't have as many games right. as everybody else. So, I mean, is this still kind of crazy to you? It's crazy to me, even as a 25-year-old who grew up with a father who said, ties are losses, like <laughs> we don't tie.
1: <laughs> if, you're, if you're a soccer fan, you see ties all the time. There's a very funny NBC Sports video from a couple of years ago where uh, Jason Tudakis played an American football coach starting to coach a soccer team, like one of the major soccer teams in England. And it's like a tie is a sign of the apocalypse in American yeah. sport. And and and, but, and this is a pure example of it. But the fact is, when you have players as gassed as they were mm-hmm. after 70 minutes of football, reasonably can you ask players to go 80, 90 minutes until, the, until there's actually a winner. You do it in the postseason because you have to do it. There has to be a winner. And I see that side of the argument mm-hmm. at the same time. You gotta have a winner in, in games like this. You absolutely do. But it also brings up something real interesting when it gets to the point of the tiebreakers mm-hmm. when we get to the playoffs. Because it basically means the only head to head result that you're, that's gonna matter in one sense is gonna be that November 25th game yes. when Green Bay goes to Minnesota. That could be literally and figuratively the tie-breaking game to decide not just the NFC North, Mm -hmm. but maybe a first-round bye or home field.
0: Now, let me ask you this. None of us have a crystal ball. We can't tell what was going to happen Sunday. But looking at Aaron Rodgers, seeing him with that huge brace on his knee, if someone could tell you this game's going to end in a tie, would it be worth putting Aaron Rodgers out there And allowing him to possibly get hurt again. Because there were a couple of hits that I did see, uh, flipping, you know, fast forwarding and watching through, where I kind of grimaced, and I was like, oh, no, especially when he fumbled the football. I was worried that five guys were going to land on him, and that was going to be it.
1: At the same time, a tie is not a loss. Okay. It still helps you when it comes to all those tiebreakers, as well as just the standings in general. So it was a good move in that sense for him to take the field. And I think they did enough with that knee brace, from what I could tell. Mm -hmm. And I know Dr nor did I stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night, <laughs> that it was enough to be able to make sure there was no additional risk beyond mm-hmm. what you normally face in a football game, and that's why they were willing to let him play. It's, it's a time-honored way of looking at it. If you can hurt yourself more beyond the norm, you sit. Mm-hmm. If you can't, you deal with the pain and you play Rodgers did. It's one of the least talked about stories after this wild game. Yes. But, Nobody cares about Rodgers anymore. <laughs> but, well, he 30 42 for 281. That's not a bad day by any stretch of the imagination. No. He, he did his job for the most part.
0: And I think what's interesting too is um, some things that I were seeing is that, like you were saying, there's a lot of regret in this game. Each team probably has one big regret that they wish they could go back and take it back because the refs kind of almost had the deciding, uh, I guess, observation, deciding call in right. this game. And I love how, I believe it was Devontae Adams who put it best. You, you just can't let that happen. However, I think it's fair to say in the second uh, half of this game, there was a point where they had a 13-point lead. They weren't necessarily giving the refs the opportunity to have that decision, but a call, a call here, a call there, a touchdown call back here, a uh, interception call back here. And it was almost like the refs put it in their own hands as opposed to the players doing that. So I agree with Adams in that part with like, absolutely, you can't, you got to blow teams out of the water. You can't let that happen. But at the same time, this started all kind of going wrong when they already had a 13-point lead.
1: There were so many instances, and I see where where Adams is coming from by saying you can't give him the chance, you can't give a ref the chance to make a game-deciding play team number of situations: the rogers fumble, the Crosby miss in regulation, any one of numerous defensive failings in the fourth quarter. How often is it that you allow twenty-two points in the fourth quarter and win? That, Not very often. Exactly. So that's why you got to look in the mirror and say it's up to us to make those plays, so a referee doesn't have to make a decision. And it's also very rare to see truly a referee make a play that if it had gone the right way, based in terms of mm-hmm. how the rules interpreted, that would have been the clincher, the team would have won. Packers fans know all about that with the failed Mary mm-hmm. from 2012, and this was another one of those rare instances that only comes around once every few years, just again happens to come in a very important game mm-hmm. for the team when you consider all the tiebreakers as well as just the standings in general.
0: So let's just go ahead and talk about the big hit, something that I don't I don't want to say Clay Matthews regrets because I don't think he regrets it because I believe he fully believes. And and I went back and I'm slow motion, you know, rewinding, slowing it down, roughing that roughing the passer call to me was making a call just to make a call. I don't know how he could have done it any better. I mean, if you really slow this down and I wish we could we could slow it down for you. Not only does he purposefully duck so that he doesn't hit him from the chest up, so that he hits him waist to legs, but he also when they're falling, he puts his hand out so that he doesn't put his full weight on Cousins. So it's like, what more do you want from a guy whose job is to go for the quarterback when he has the opportunity?
1: I'm going to agree with you 100%. I'm going to make a devil's advocate case okay. just to show the argument. A play earlier in the game that actually sort of proves the point that you, quote-unquote, can back up. Mm-hmm. A play that cost the Packers. In the second half, Cousins was about to deliver the football mm-hmm. when he pumped faked. Mm-hmm. Mike Daniels was so close yes. to him that... He was a, that he was about to clock him into next Wednesday mm-hmm. when he let up because he saw the arm moving forward. And he just basically gave him a love tap. Mm-hmm. And it was a pump fake, so Cousins kept the football and sprinted to the left side and gained a few yards. Daniels was able, in that circumstance, to do the pull-up that so many people say that Clay Matthews sh- should not have, or the pull-up that Matthews should have done and didn't. Mm-hmm. Well, you shouldn't have to, have to do a call in a, in, a, in a kind of situation anyways. <laughs> but based on the interpretation of the rule, mm-hmm. quote, unquote, Matthews should have. Now, I agree with you 100%. Mm-hmm. It's a ridiculous call in a ridiculous situation. Mm-hmm. But those that make the argument are going to say, well, Mike Daniels did it. It cost the Packers then. It cost the Packers when Matthews did it too.
0: And let's look at it from the fans' perspective because I know when Mike Daniels did do that. I mean, I, I love his wife. His wife even tweeted out uh, he didn't give out a sack for he didn't give up a sack for no reason. He was worried about getting a, a that same exact call. And so fans are like, well, why didn't he? Why didn't he tackle him? Why didn't he give up? You know, fans are so quick to say, why didn't she just? Knock the daylight out of the guy, because exactly. at the end of the day, it is football. But you're right, Daniels did do that for a reason. He was worried about getting that call, but at the same time, it's like, so who are we, at the end of the day, who are we supposed to appease? Are we supposed to appease the referees? Are we supposed to appease not only ourselves, but also the fans, and knowing that we did everything that we possibly could to help the game go in our direction?
1: I'm going to take it from a big macro world view with, with this As someone who's a parent, I'm thinking to myself, do I want my kid playing football? Which is why I think they ought to do a lot of work to make the game safer. But if you're going to make the game safer, make sure all 22 players have equal rules in those kind of situations. Mm -hmm. You don't just have it for the quarterbacks and potentially receivers going over the middle and not for everybody else. If you're going to do that, just stick the red practice jerseys on the quarterbacks and say, you can't hit them. Here are some flags. All you can do is pull, is pull flags. Oh, Lord. that's what it's going to turn into. That's, <laughs> that's what we're on the face to at this point.
0: Well, and let me point out something interesting because ESPN had a had a really interesting article, and they put it all in, in a perfectly nice little graph and numbers, and it's interesting to look at. So in 2012, in week one, there were eight roughing the passer penalties. In week 15 of 2018 there's 15 yep. that's nearly double in week two in 2012 there were seven in week two of 2018 there were six so that's not a huge you know a huge demographic but let's look at from what reps were probably calling in week one because they thought oh this is how it goes now this is right. what i have to call and then maybe getting a little lash back and then week two still calling it but maybe not so much but the big the big number here to pay attention to is the track, what we're on pace for. In 2018, we are on pace to have 173 passing or rush, roughing the passer Pass, yeah. penalties.
1: That's almost one per game.
0: That's not football anymore.
1: Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You're you, you're losing the physical element. We talk, we talk about the need to protect athletes in general mm-hmm. on the football field, and so I think there's something to be said about that. But again, you've got to make it fair across the board or you're going to have controversies like this the whole time in the National Football League.
0: All right, so we agree that a tie is a tie. It's not a win, but at the same time, it's not a loss. So we're even killed there. Uh, Just really quick, maybe top two things that you are really impressed with. Some positive notes from this game.
1: I think, very frankly, uh, we talked a little bit about it. what Aaron Rodgers did uh, on that injured knee is fantastic. I also think this game could be some very good proof early on that it was smart for the Packers to let Jordy Nelson go as much as it emotionally hurt because he was such a beloved figure here, Mm -hmm. and keep Geronimo Allison. He has double the catches, I believe double the receiving yards or more compared to what Jordy Nelson is doing in Oakland, and that block punt that turned into a touchdown.
0: Yes. I mean, that's a guy who has just come out, and he has given it his all, and it's finally paying off for him, and it's glad to see that it is finally paying off for him. Exactly. So I'm going to say, uh, you know, a tie is a tie, but... For me, the best thing, heading into week three, Aaron Jones is back. Yes. Aaron Jones huge, is back in the run game. <laughs> huge
1: addition for the Packers running game, which really hasn't existed too much. Now, they, they gained 98 yards on the ground mm-hmm. yesterday, which is Okay, in an era where you're throwing the football, but that is so much more of a protection for Aaron Rodgers when mm-hmm. he can hand the football off. It gives you play action opportunities, slows down the rush, mm-hmm. lets him be able to do more in the pocket when he can't escape outside like he normally would be able to. Mm-hmm. Such a help to the Packers offense as they go into Washington.
0: And I did see a couple of clips where Jamal Williams was, he was, he was trying and he was doing some good work there blocking as well. So, but, and no disrespect to Jamal or to Ty, but, Three three's always better than two, right? And Correct. you gotta get excited to get Aaron Jones. Well, thank you, Jay, for joining us on Pack, or excuse me, Green and Gold Live, not Packers Live. That's later. That's Lance's job. Thanks for joining us.